0: What is going Welcome on? To, oh, well, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh my bad. My bad. No, no, no I no, forgot. No, no. My bad. It's it's your show, no, sir. After you. No, After you. no, you, you go you go ahead, I insist. Uh no, I'm good. Uh, wait, but, but for real though?
1: No, for real, you go ahead. Uh,
0: for real. Okay then. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to the MTG Untapped Podcast, episode ninety. I am your host, I am the Micah, and joining me as always, ish, is uh my friend and also yours. He is Costa. How are you? Not the host today, but I'm doing pretty good.
1: Yep, it's been a been a hot minute.
0: Yeah. Um. So we meant to record like two weeks ago, and then uh, uh somebody backed out. Uh, that might be the person currently talking. Um. And then last week, uh, I had a very bad pain thing going on. That's past now. We're we're good. We're we're Gucci fam. Um. But now here we are recording this week. Yeah, and it worked out because
1: last week my cousin got married, So, which I was like trying oh, to figure out how to... Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I, I told you earlier in the week I was having some issues, mm-hmm. and then it's like, yeah, it's like the whole marriage thing, yada, yada, yada. And you're like, let's just call it. Let's go to the week because this is what it is now. We're going to do it when we can, when we want to. It's going to be fun. I'm about it. Oh, but all right. Let's get this show on the road. Uh, phase in, uh, a lot of stuff happened, but the only thing really that both of us have seen is she Hulks uh, finale has ended a couple weeks ago by now, I think. Um, so I have some thoughts. I think we mainly, well, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see what you thought about the finale and like how they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, it's mainly because you know what I've thought about the show throughout. I'm like, it's it's okay. It's clever. It's like the whole breaking the fourth wall thing really wasn't for me. And man, was that finale the way it was done? Not really for me. (laughs) But now I really want to hear what you think.
1: Yes. So I think, I mean, I, I have been on board with the direction of this. I will say that I think it got pushed a little too far now with the fourth wall and so it's like the fourth wall and not the fourth wall i also don't understand how so this is a marvel universe i get it there's multiple universes and this and that i just don't understand like i almost feel like something like that really should have been saved for like the quote-unquote end of marvel if that makes sense like you know like when they see the writing on the wall it's going away because i don't think it is like as even though it was, it, like, it's like as drawn out and overplayed as it is now i don't think it's going anywhere that's what that should have been saved for um so i just was really kind of i don't know I, it was fine I, I think it was fine huh. It just i don't know i was one guy's theory
0: is that the kevin robot is a creation of kang the conqueror and this is like it's I'm like all right you're putting way too much thought into this
1: I mean, I'd be down if they if they backtracked it and did that. I just mm-hmm. I just wasn't like mm, I don't know her jumping out of the you know going to see Kevin. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Dude, it's like when I was like when I, she like the, the the Disney Plus like UI or whatever popped up and mm-hmm. then she like pops out. I'm like, oh come on, now this is going a little bit. Like if she just popped up, like she like teleport. I don't know, just showed up in the, like the writers room. I'm like, okay, but popping through that, I'm like. Okay. To so, like point where, like one of my coworkers was watching it and he literally thought his Disney Plus messed up. Like and I'm like, no, nah, bro. Just, yeah, he's like he starts hitting the button pausing. And I'm like, nah bro, just like let like, it keep going. That's hilarious. Um,
1: I <laughs> I like knew like right away. I was like, yeah, this is like I, I see what they're doing here.
0: Um but my main thing is it it's like all right, now what was the story of the show? Like what what was the with the finale? What was the story that concluded?
1: um i don't know like if i had to if i had to tie it together i would just say that the story concluded with shit actually i don't know it's uh a... i don't know you gotta i'm not gonna leave that out yeah because <laughs> that's my that
0: was that was my main thing Is like i was like okay but what was like like we like the the one thing that i was like oh what are they gonna do with her blood yada yada and they like because they, really, like, kind of, they break the fourth wall they're like oh this is kind of a trope right and i'm like yeah but that's just how narratives work it's like by this time in human history being entirely original isn't gonna be a thing that's gonna be easy to do um i guess i, and so just, I, kinda-
1: I, think, I think they just left it like wide open i think the, what we concluded was hulk can have kids because i know when he told
0: uh those memes are so funny yeah,
1: when he told uh what's her name Scarlet joe yeah black widow uh we i can't do that I, did he mean like it was too large and it was gonna kill her because clearly your stuff still works so i uh yeah i yeah i, I don't know what the confusion was. yeah exactly well i well i guess whatever he did it with i think in the comic right she's also like really strong or something so
0: I don't know. it's like some alien warrior lady or something yeah sure. i don't know but also i feel like the cgi on his like when oh, yeah, like it is like here's my so- here's my son i'm just like this is a mess and but uh but my, my thing is it's like it's like when you like watch a season of television it's like all right it's like there's the beginning then there's the build-up climax and then resolution etc uh and i'm like i don't know i thought i had an idea of what it was like it's just like okay, Jennifer Walters, she's, gonna, she's trying to balance both her lives, you know, she's coming to grips with the fact she has superpowers now, she has to do the superhero thing, mm-hmm. but then she's also kind of like, more of the, like the kind of Iron Man version of like Daredevil, because like Iron Man like, yeah, I am Iron Man, right. she's like, yeah, I am, She and she's trying to balance like her like superheroing with her lawyer work, and then it's like, so it's like kind of building to that, and then she's going to have to deal with like, this threat or whatever that's going to present like legal troubles and like a threat to her as like the superhero, but then they're just like, nah. And um, yeah, I wonder. Um, I, like, okay,
1: I wonder if like the main gist of this was like I don't really. There was obviously some clear thought going into this, but I wonder if they said, "Hey, we can kind of, we can make this really cruddy with the CGI. We can make it really cruddy with the story because it, I wonder if they got to a point when they were building this was like, you know what? since we're already breaking the fourth wall here, let's just go ahead and play into this and let it be very open to more universe type things. So for instance, like, like scar, like how that'll play in. There's not, there's not a continuity there, but it's just like an open door, right? There's an open door of what she hulks in to do going forward. Is she going to be a lawyer? She gonna be a superhero. Is she can be both um, mm-hmm. going forward with, you know, Bruce, like, you know, I it'd be hard to say like you can't have a conclusion with them but you could easily say okay we don't have a conclusion with him and this is how we kind of like backdoor him out of you know the the actor out of Ruffalo out of there so yeah I mean I think overall is this a a, like an ending that I like typically like no I think it was still fine but I mean it definitely wasn't it like you said I think based on all this it was really hard to Mm -hmm. kind of follow where this leads to it just seems like out of all the disney plus shows they had this is like the biggest filler in between other than i haven't seen like the little groot series or whatever but i'm going to assume that this is even more filler than that so
0: um my brother and i were having this conversation Oh, uh, where does this rank among marvel projects for you because we both put it at the bottom
1: i gotta give it i gotta give it a little bit you know how they do in the chopped (laughs) tv (laughs) shows i gotta give them some points for uh sticking their neck out there and taking a little bit of a risk so but that's hard because i guess i have to kind of think through this real quick so we have uh winter soldier we have uh the wandavision loki hawk this um which one am i missing That's like five of them right
0: uh miss marvel
1: I haven't finished with Marvel, so uh, TBD. Um, I don't know. I'll put it. I'll put it just above Hawk. and the only reason why I say that is even though I did enjoy it, the the rewatchability of Hawkeye really feels to me like a festive kind of thing, and so maybe that looks, that's like the only thing where I'm like, but I mean, these are like edge case things. I think uh, overall they've done pretty well with the series and in the winter uh, soldier Falcon thing, I wasn't as big of a fan. In fact, I almost want to put that at the bottom simply because of how hyped it was. Like, I mean, I thought we were going to get another uh, it
0: came after WandaVision.
1: Came after WandaVision, the 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 music and the and the trailers were so built in. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a continuation of uh Captain America and the Winter Soldier." It's like, "Oh, cool, we're going to get some more spy stuff." And then it was like almost a complete letdown. Just like lack of fight scenes, lack of in-depth story they really made sam wilson i get it like they try to show like the human side of him and whatnot but just making him like a super broke person almost made like tony stark seem like a total dick because like you're not gonna leave any of these guys money like you know what they're going through so i don't know i just really thought that wasn't played out so maybe that's in the bottom and then it's the hawkeye and then it's this one so that's kind of where i'm at
0: all right Another Marvel thing we can uh, mention, uh, I want to hear what do you think about Harrison Ford replacing William Hurt as general or general or actually gets now as secretary of state that is Thunderbolt Ross.
1: So I can't see him in a villain role. I'm sure he's been in one, but I, I, it's hard for me to say it's, it's hard for me to see him. What is it? 50 plus year career on the big screen uh, as you know, between um,
0: indiana jones han solo yeah
1: all all these all these iconic heroes and now you want to tell me that he's gonna teeter on the line between this like villainous anti-hero type of person i I don't know i i I like him as an actor i just don't know i think they're using a little too much star power here and i think we're gonna get the lando calrissian kind of play in this like i'm lando
0: i I don't know i think in terms of because you had to find an old white guy, mm-hmm. um, I think all right, he's he's reasonable, mm-hmm. but I think them using like the like face mirroring and stuff, mm-hmm. he's gonna be absolutely perfect as Red Hulk, <laughs> like angry Harrison Ford face. I don't even Red know,
1: Hulk. I don't even know that whole, I don't even know any of that. So, you, I guess, I guess I'm in for Thaddeus Ross becomes Red Hulk. Okay, um,
0: that's what he does at the comic. Sorry for if that becomes a spoiler for you for a later movie. Mm-hmm. So whatever um, they,
1: they've done they've done such a great job in hiding their their true you know with these mm-hmm. trailers so I, it's not a big deal
0: but i saw that i'm like that's pretty good uh because they they had the recast it i'm like harrison ford's is fine is anyone else
1: yeah i just i don't know i, I feel like there might have been someone else out that they could have done but i mean well, i mean like I said, i'm not mad about it i just i really think they played on his star power here and like i said like mm. if we get something anything close to to what's his name jeffrey dean wilson whoever whoever plays lando if that's the kind of acting we're gonna get, i'm gonna be so pissed because that was terrible for the in the star Wars. like i think that was like the biggest like fu to the to the fan base was just like we're gonna insert this guy in here give him no role and just tell us his name
0: so well, all righty, that'll do it for this week's phase in. Let's move on in the podcast to the untapped step. We're talking about magic that we played over the past week. Um, I have mainly been experimenting in explore. Um, I kind of had a fad with like buying a bunch of like artifact cards like IRL, and I was like, oh, I want to see if there's like a deck in explore. So it's like playing like ginger brews, patchwork automatons. There's the ingenious Smith from AFR that grows slower than Patchwork or Tom and Tom. It still grows, uh, but also gets to basically draw you a card. Um, That card's pretty good. Um, Steel Overseer. I like. I because we've been talking about a topic for uh, another uh, episode further down the line, and I'm like, I really like playing with Crystalline Giant. They're kind of like my top end. And it's just like I know I I harped a lot. I'm like, oh, this random Hearthstone BS, get it out of my Magic: The Gathering. But the kind of random, uh, it's like, ooh, what keyword am I gonna get this turn? Um, it's pretty uh interesting to me. And so like I feel like that deck is not, it's not top tier or even tier two maybe, but it's like because it, it dies like a board wipe. Like if you go against hard control then you're kind of SOL. Um, but uh, if you can just like curve out and mid-range out of the person, that's pretty good. All that glitters. rain of Truth. Those are fun cards. Um, playing stuff like trying to get elves to work. And it's basically just like trying as many lords out, go as wide as possible, and then activate your elvish war master. That's basically how that deck operates. Collected Company is also a real fun card too. Um... But yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. Uh, you've been sharing quite a few drafts on our Discord.
1: Yeah, I got back into it, which apparently, yeah, I didn't even think about it, but I hadn't really been saying much about draft lately because you were like, how many drafts have you done? Uh, so, uh, mm. yeah, I've uh, been doing quite a bit of drafts again, was on a little tear. I guess I could share my 17 land stuff. and just kind of, the the last two drafts, prior to the one that I'm currently in were, uh, pretty horrendous, but let's see, let's go to my data. DMU four. No, uh, DMU. Um, so yeah, I had a, I had a, so I went and three in the very last draft two and three, but then I had seven and one, six and three, six and three, five and three, three and three, two and three, four and three, five and three, seven and three, three and three, six and three, seven and three, four and three. And then one and three, I think, I think that was, uh, let's see. Oh, here's my breakage. So from October 11th, I took a eight day hiatus hopped back into a four and three. And I went on a little tear here for the past few days or whatever it's been. So yeah, uh, I've been back into it. Um, The format is the format. Uh, It's definitely, which I won't go into it too much because that'll be our main topic for today is our little send off. But uh, basically there is a way to get into decks. If you can imagine the deck that you're in, you can probably get into it. Um, I will say that arena is a hoe. Um, This damn thing. I, I swear you saw the deck that i posted that that is it deck was just nutter nut bars. So i mean i was my every win was like turn five or something like that like just super quick kill my opponent super fast and if i lost i lost because i a flood and we've talked about the floods i know I, I i complain about it all the time but it just drives me nuts i have like four talarian geysers I have impulses like i have all these things to draw me out of it and i'm drawing in the lands like I had so many lands against my opponents, uh, like as I'm drawing into them, I'm just like this is BS. And so uh I finally got fed up with it because the last couple of drafts had the same problem. So I'm running 15 lands on my current is it build. We'll see how that pans out. But uh <laughs> so yep, a lot of uh drafting as of late. Also got back into trying uh you know, skiing with the guys, doing our little Saturday uh commander stuff. I built a ragavan deck and a Braids deck. So I'm kind of getting into the mono colors now and seeing how they play out. I've noticed like those uh, type of commander decks, or you can make them like there's like zero to 100. They're either really good playing to the table, um, just kind of like dirtling decks, or they're combo decks. And so I made mine the dirtle play to the table. Um Shaver and Will picked up the uh Warhammer decks. Super fun uh to play against. I haven't played with them since I don't own any, but we've kind of agreed to make some more decks uh geared toward that style of commander, uh, where it's like more interactive, basically what you see like on the game night stuff. Um, so I've been dabbling there, still working on my cube so yeah, just kind of all over the place. Um but I ha- it's funny as much as i'm saying i've played a lot of magic i really haven't like you know I sh- i've been showing up still on fridays but like last week or last couple of weeks like either i was cutting for henry um and then i'd get out of there pretty quick um you know with infinity infinity really i don't know is like a damper on things like we did the draft and it just wasn't for me it was not my cup of tea i know chris really you know poor guy like it was around his birthday and he really wanted to enjoy this. He ended up going to Dallas and people just weren't at meeting him at his level of, uh, you know, excitement. Um, but you know, so this, this set was definitely for him, but for me, it's just, you know, I'm stupid, man. Like too much reading. I I have to comprehend what's going on. And when you have a a text box full of things that says, you know, uh, doodle on someone's forehead while slapping a monkey and making sure it's cold outside. Like I, I can't follow all this. So,
0: isn't there a card that says like start a sub game underneath the table? Uh,
1: probably, or, or touch your friend's leg or something like that. I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was way too much for me to keep track of. So, um, yeah, that's been uh, that's been my Magic adventure as of late. Uh, oh, uh, dude, do you realize how close we are to
0: pre-release? It's like it's like
1: two and a half weeks or something like that away. It's crazy. So it,
0: not next friday it's 11th the friday i after. think
1: i think it's 11th let me see whatever the 11th
0: is um, oh shoot uh veterans day
1: Yeah, it's 11th
0: bud <laughs> the day that black panther releases
1: oh my god i have to make it well i know what the choice is going to be because i'm gonna have to run it but I, i'd never see it on the day of anyway because it's it's uh <laughs> i don't want to i
0: have that day off <laughs>
1: Do you really? Are you are you actually gonna yep. go see it? You can come do pre release. Not gonna. Not gonna well, pre-release. it's
0: gonna. It's gonna. It's actually gonna release Thursday. I'll be showing all day Friday. So, um my fellow banker friend and I will probably go see it. I don't want to speak for him, but it's like on I'll Thursday, probably try on and go Thursday, see it, right? or probably no, probably Friday, just because the day off. It's like. uh because, because like a disparity, like oh, when we get off and stuff,
1: dude, you gotta come to pre-release, bro. Oh,
0: I'll, I'll be, I'll be at pre-release. Oh, you're gonna go I'm, early. I'm saying, I'm mm. saying, I'll probably go to the movie, some like probably catch a matinee or something.
1: Gotcha. Well, it, it is the eleventh, by the way, just for your. For uh, your- I, I,
0: I, I am hyped for some Brothers War. Let me tell ya. you. Me too. Uh, well, all right, that'll do it for the untapped step. Let's move on to the next segment, which is our underplayed edh card of the week um last week was boy was it boy was it a card um but now we're gonna go up because coast has a turn all right what do you got
1: so i'm cheating because it's not one card it's a cycle of cards and it's a cycle of new cards it is the dmu (laughs) defiler hey look as (laughs) as he flashes it to me on the webcam but uh yeah the dmu defiler cycle they are all sitting at 2%. So they've already had some good growth, uh, you know, in the short relative time. So I don't imagine us, uh, speaking about it is going to pump the numbers even more. There's just going to be a natural growth thing. But, um, so because I've been playing these monocolored decks, um, they're really good. I mean, they're, they, they are, uh, so you know, the jeweled, what is it? The jeweled amulets or whatever, the amulet cycle. Um, those are really good because they're mana reduction. So, this is on the alternative side of that, uh, with the pips. It's only one, I believe it's only permanence. I can't remember now. I'm gonna look at the card, but even though when I was playing with them, uh, great to have, uh, because the man, mana reduction, the pip mana reduction is pretty awesome. Um, so I, I think these are are definitely underplayed right now, even at two percent. I think these probably should just be in a ton of decks, like all of them, even if they have irrelevant abilities, just reducing the pip is, is pretty high. Um I don't know what your thoughts on on these the defiler cycle.
0: I I like it because I feel like the green one, just like constantly pumping your team. <laughs> yeah, That's good. obviously good. Oh, and then also like blue one drawing cards. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of where it's like how many blue permanent spells, uh, unless you're playing like some sort of blue based tribal deck, in which case you might have a bunch of blue permanent spells. Right. Um, but, um, uh, either way, it's like, it's cool. And, and like you said, the mana reduction is like the main thing you're looking for here. Um, red one is like, it's funny. Cause like that one might be one of the better ones in terms of like constructed play, mm-hmm. but just like pinging things for one, like, they're mana dorks and three ones or something utility creatures maybe, um, but then I feel like the white one is the one where it's like, what's the like car- cards like Rescuer Chingua from like, Oh uh, yeah, he's like boom make a one one make a one make a one one make a one pay for like one mana and make a one one. Um, that's actually that's actually pretty cool, and that card has flash. You can do it at instant speed. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, wait, wait. is, one mana and two life i, should I was gonna say, say yeah, yeah it's not infinite there
1: <laughs> i think uh if i had to rank if you, have, them,
0: if you have two two uh soul sisters
1: boom then you're then you're gravy mm-hmm. i think if uh if i had to rank them yeah definitely the green one is like the the most prolific going back to what you're saying on just mm-hmm. like how often you're going to cast permanence i think the white one's actually the next one even though token the one one doesn't matter as much in most white decks it's just some part of some strategy to have it. And then I think it's the red and the blue and the black. The the reason the blue solos, cause like you were saying, unless you're playing a lot of enchantments, I, you know, it's hard to say how many blue permanents, but I could be wrong. That's just kind of like a spitball there. Um yeah, um, that is the underage or underage <laughs> under <laughs> the the uh, the bait uh, card of the
0: week. <laughs> Jail at the very least, they're like fun cards. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for that segment. Let's get into this week's main topic, and it is us saying sayonara to Jominaria United, everyone's favorite multiversal soccer team. Uh they are unfortunately being relegated here in a couple weeks. And we're just wanting to give them a sound um, send off. And so we're going to be giving our final thoughts on the format. Uh, I guess how we would regrade it. And um, well, maybe more than just the format. Maybe there's like the set too. Like I have some thoughts. There's some neat stuff. It's like contributions to uh, constructed and stuff like that. And so uh, where do you want to start off? Uh, I guess we'll just start off with, um,
1: what your, I guess let's go back to, to where we left off last time, so to speak, which was a running back. How do you, how does your list still look? Um, not that I would necessarily say making changes, but does your list still make sense when you made the picks or, or should I say when you were judging, I guess, looking at our list, cause that would be that you were the judge last time. Um, has it played out that way, or do you feel like the format has shifted? I know you haven't done as many drafts, so that'll mm-hmm. definitely come more from me, but um, yeah, what's your take on that?
0: Uh, I still think Maria's Outrider is the most incredible card ever. That's made. a trap card
1: for you, dude. Yeah, that is like the trappiest <laughs> of cards for you. I
0: will I will be not in red and be like, oh, pack three? Pa- pick set uh pick seven. Oh, let's get it in. It's time to splash um I just think it's a fun card yeah. um I like uh of my like 20 or so drafts I did I probably had that card in like at least like nine or ten of them <laughs> mm-hmm. um so like in terms of like my like, I feel like on the whole it's just like especially how like my play style was I feel like it still checks out uh I feel like it's obviously like, I was I, I knew more about what I wanted to do in terms of like, uh, white or red, obviously mirrors. And then like, uh, blue cause I take like, all the Telerian geysers you can. Um, but, uh, so I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable playing like, like the red and the white uh, black was kind of a crap shoot for me. Um, green was like, I feel like there's like the more like uh, like top end cards, hmm. in terms of like the meat and potatoes of what your draft deck would be, like your base green. I feel like I didn't have that firm grasp on that quite as much. Um, like I, I'd say like looking back on this, like yeah, I didn't have a lot of confidence in any of the cards I put on there. If I'm being honest, um, like I felt like they're like obviously like fine draft commons, but it's not like I was like, oh yeah. I know this format inside. Now this is the tier list here. Um, yeah, that's, that's how I'd see it right now. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think, I think my list holds up pretty well. Um, and just our overall arguments from before, I will say that the, this set is totally, sub- I mean, this has to be one of the most subjective sets I've ever played. And what I mean by that, and I think we kind of alluded to this last time was, um, it really is about your playstyle and what you want to get into, um, and what you can finesse in getting into. Um, like I said, I, I when I was talking to you off uh, air, <laughs> it was uh, you know I, I got a pack one pick one um, Jaya. I was like I'm just gonna really heavy force this and um, gonna you know stick with it there, and you know I had some pretty nutty decks. Um, I I even got frisky and i sent y'all that picture of the uh joda you know the five color joda pack one pick one i had it down and i was like i'm gonna go for it super super sad i never saw the card and i got a four three with the deck but i just you know threw a bunch of uh legends into a deck with uh you know a few tricks and they were apparently it was good enough to get four wins i didn't think it was honestly but uh, i mean whatever the the draft gods praise me with at least four ones. that was good um yeah it's it's interesting that every time i come back to it and by the way this this set is on tracks um maybe not in the pure sense of like okay so i'm in blue red that means i have to do this and this and this but it is on tracks in the sense that like there are certain cards you just have to have like if you don't have this card you have to have this card to compensate for what you're doing um, cause I've had decks where I'm just like, this deck seems like it's going to be really good. Like I've had like, hell, I don't know. Let's just pretend like I had a deck where I was in green and I'm doing the domain thing. I'm like, Oh, I have like four of these root wallahs. Like clearly this is going to work out, but I didn't have anything to really capitalize on the root wallahs. And so I'm always dumping mana into it. And so it was like a thing where I think in other sets, when you just have like the best common in the color and you have multiple of them, you just win, but not here, here it was like, you really, like you wanted the best stuff and you wanted multiples but you had to really make sure that you had uh the the vegetables like this was a very vegetable set um because there's no there's really no bombs i mean i think we talked about it last time too i think that um the uh herd migration was a bomb but honestly so is like karn karn fills the same role the the damn angel that lifelink kill like it uh do it namata uh namata namata like
0: colitis with sapperlings
1: why am i drawing like here i dude dude,
0: i show i i picked up a copy and i showed it to you and you're like that damn card show Um, show it to me
1: again i'm (laughs) you can tell where my brain's at it's friday. Oh, that card is annoying as hell. <laughs> Namada is disgusting. No, I'm talking about the the Archangel though, too. But yeah, like that card, yeah. that card, the Namada like hosed me. But other than that, like there just aren't those kind of bombs. Like those were just bombs against what I was doing. But mm-hmm. no, you have to have your vegetables in the set. So um yeah, I guess we could move on. I was gonna
0: Would you say this set more um is more inclined towards the more seasoned experienced drafter? like they're able to take more advantage of drafting this set as a person who's basically just goes in and saying like they can like recognize good draft commons. It's like, there's like the subtle synergies that you really need to pick up on. Would you say that?
1: I think this set it's not, I think obviously a better drafter will edge out wins. I think that what this set actually has going for it is understanding the patterns. So it, you don't have to be a good drafter, but if you've drafted this, let's say like on average, if I took, Like uh, someone who's fairly new to magic, but understands all the rules and all that has played five games of it versus a drafter who is really good, you know, been playing for years and has played five games. I don't know that you could differentiate the level out of the five games. It would take 10 games for you to figure out the pattern. And then the person who's better at picking out the patterns would be better or suited for this. And just understanding, okay, this deck can only get to this threshold of power level, or it can only do this thing. And so do I have the things and am I saving, you know, some of my power level or late game answers or whatever for this, or am I going for it? Like, I think this is what this draft set really does because I, I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty good drafter and granted, like, I mean, yes, I have some good, I have some good streaks, I have some not good streaks, but I think that really plays into I'm a pretty good pattern pattern seeker, or at least I'm under, a good uh, understanding of like the card power, but as well as like how this is going to play into the deck that I want to build. I think that's really suited me very well. And I think for others as well, um, so yeah, I don't think, I don't think your seasoned of level of, uh, drafting makes that much of a difference in, in this, set. hopefully that cool. answered it. <laughs> um, I had some questions for you. Let's go ahead and make mm-hmm. a little on, on the fly kind of game here. So I got a, I'm looking at, uh, 17 lands granted. This is subjective. Um, we well, not subjective. This is, uh, uh, there's more than just what the data says here. Uh, but we're going to use this because I don't have my own spreadsheet, nor do I care to make one. So I'm looking at the top five commons, and as I'm looking at it, let me ask you this: How many white cards are in the uh, pure white cards are in the top five?
0: Zero, because it's five copies of mary's Outrider. <laughs> Got him. Oh, this guy. Um, <laughs> well, let's see, like looking at my list the stall for time that was car- uh probably not are Ar-Giv- giving are giving cavalier is like this is a solid card i doubt that would be on there are giving failing Oh well, maybe cavalier because i got confused with failings of the cards griffin protectors solid i, I- i'm gonna go with um commons zero i'm gonna go with zero so are they all white Commons?
1: no they're not all white commons but it's kind of funny so i have all right so uh there are let me start with this there are three in the top five damn and i will go ahead and tell you that the number one card is a white card what is and so again sorry and this is based off of uh game win rate uh in the main deck so with that with it being in the main deck what is the number one game win rate main deck card that is white on this
0: list oh you said pure white so the stall for time doesn't even work because that was a blue kicker correct or giving phalanx
1: are giving phalanx or giving cavalier oh, Caval- or cavalier
0: <sighs> probably no and since you said that now i want to pivot well so i'm just cu- i'm just
1: curious because you well i'm only saying that because you gave cavalier yeah the coo- like, oh wait this is a different card so so which one we're talking about cavalier or
0: probably prob- probably probably oh, shoot um I don't like me on the spot. Uh, Cavalier.
1: So Cavalier is, and I'm very happy about this, that I was so high on this card. This card has- no, You were very high on it. Very high. It is number three on the list with a 58.5% win percentage. So I'm very happy that I could see this card and evaluate it high. I will take this, maybe make a little reward uh, award about it later. Um, but uh, that's number three. So there's a white card that's even better than the Cavalier.
0: Griffin Protector.
1: No, it's not Griffin Protector.
0: It's not Citizen's Arrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh it's not heroic charger. camp captain's call
1: no 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 you're going you're going oh late. destroy evil destroy evil so funny enough destroy evil is number five on the list also moved up very high
0: now, take up the shield
1: yep yep that's right. <laughs> take up the shield got but,
0: there first try. <laughs>
1: hey I mean it's, it's hard when you haven't been playing as much as I have and I've <laughs> seen the card just yeah take up the shield if you had told me in the beginning I would have been surprised but I think about halfway through I would have said, take up the shield is is pretty high up there i still think cavalier is higher in my opinion because of the style of deck i can play but take up the shield goes in. i mean take up the shield i've splashed in granted it's not the only card that i splashed but if i if i've had a white splash i'm like i'm gonna go and take this because it protects like my best thing
0: well also think if you think of it like it's a card that like more often than not it's gonna say Destroy one of your opponents attacking creatures. Mm-hmm. Make your creature permanently bigger
1: mm-hmm.
0: and gain you a bunch of life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and that and card, that's very good. Wait, wait, <laughs> what, did you,
1: what did you say? You said protect your creature plus one counter.
0: Well, I said like more often than not, because mm-hmm. like, most of the time I saw that card, it wasn't in response to like removal. It's like, all right, they blocked mm-hmm. and then um, or if they are I either they're attacked and then I blocked more mm-hmm. than that, it was like, then they would play it. Their creature would be big enough to trade, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't trade because it has indestructible. Mm-hmm. It, it also gets lifelink, so mm-hmm. then they gain a bunch of life and then they have a permanently bigger creature. So, it's, a, so it's like a
1: four for one. You got lifelink plus one counter, kill your creature, uh, mm-hmm. and it survived. Like, that's like a four for one in the card. That's kind of nuts if, if you mm-hmm. break it up that deep. But uh, all right, so so pretty, pretty crazy to me. Uh, well, pretty crazy that this card would make it all the way. So, number two. Uh, I'll give you a hint here. Has a white splash in it, uh, but I don't know if you'll get this one. I'm only going to give you two tries before I give it to you, because this one, this one is an interesting one. Now, granted, saying it has a white splash uh, can mean a lot of things. It can mean in the cost, could be in the kicker, it could be an ability, but uh, it still narrows it down. But this is super surprising. Uh, this is surprising for me. However, I did recognize the power on this card. Uh, maybe not as much as Tree. So there's your hint. <laughs> By the way, I'm only giving you like ten seconds to make a decision. Otherwise, okay.
0: <laughs> so that leads me to believe that it's not going to be Telerian Geyser because you are you are like all of like everyone in existence was high on that card. You're saying white. as, like maybe a uh, Keldon strike team. <sighs> maybe screw it kelvin strike team we'll go with that one all
1: right i'm gonna take off talarian as your first guest and i'll give you kelvin as the second one <laughs> kelvin is number two dude i if you had now if you had told me that i i don't know if i would have that I, even now i'm kind of in disbelief but i've played against this card i've played with this card and it does exactly what it does it makes three bodies it hasten for three it can if you have a lot of mana you can somehow add in some more shenanigans the coolest thing that i've seen with it is uh my opponent goes um with all the mana it goes uh they had the, the stupid anthem guy on the field already he's playing like some wacky deck mind you yeah, the anth- did that
0: pump soldiers i
1: uh, know it pumps the whole team p- plus one plus one so it's a it's a, a green white legend i'm forget the oh yeah
0: king darian yeah
1: king darian or in the field goes are the the balduvian guy that you can recur somebody with uh for mm-hmm. one red mana recurs the kelden strike team uh that's not kicked but then plays a captain's call and just like runs me over in that and i was in one big swoop i was like oh that is nasty four colors my kind yeah, of guy. yeah yeah definitely definitely some greed but his deck was really strong um yeah it was like a four color aggressive deck is like what i got the read on where like he went like on a turn seven or eight but it was so explosive and it kind of came out of nowhere like because i i just never saw this coming but yeah kill the strike team um really surprised how well this card played out um i don't know any thoughts on on that card Mm -hmm. since you got there so
0: I mean, it was a card that I basically threw onto my uh, primer list. Yeah. So it's like you know, I called it. I knew extreme. I knew immediately that yeah. card was going to be absurd. Are you talking kidding me, man? Absurd. I knew a, Um. That's that is actually kind of surprising. And it's also like, dang, because you did draft a lot of red, white early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though
1: I definitely had a winning mixture in Kelvin, and I always had to have. So I guess going back to that vegetable uh, talk that I was talking about my deck either had to have uh, almost always had to have had to have a charge like it had to have the charge because you're gonna go wide you're gonna push the two one and you probably me i I definitely made sure i had the trample like i would quote unquote be greedy but it really wasn't greedy to just sit to build your army and then alpha strike with the you know two one trample attached to everything um or i had had it And or have a Kelden strike team or strike, yeah, the strike team, which was like kind of the same thing. It didn't hit as hard, but it almost always got around to winning because if, you know, my opponent was down to X life, you know, like five life or something, they're pretty much in in striking range there. So, yeah, Kelvin strike team. Um, so number, sorry. So I said, take up the shields, number one, Kelvin strike team two are giving Cavalier three. So, number four was shield wall sentinel. So, uh, i'm assuming and again i haven't i haven't touched nor have i seen a ton of people do the wall thing again though i'm not that surprised because i showed you that seven one or seven three whatever no it was a seven one right after i had the best deck that i think i've ever drafted and it only went six three um that seven one only had like a shield wall a clockwork bridge a, a blight and um an angel that makes the birds and that was like enough um so shield wall usually tutors up the best card, but Shield mm-hmm. Wall gets played more, so that kind of makes sense. At number four.
0: Well, I mean, like, I had the proverbial nut uh wall deck mm-hmm. that one that had seven wins. Cause I had three Wing Mantle cha- chaplains, two of those dudes, and then I like, I think I had a Blight Pile. But I think Blight Pile like actually ends up being it's like that's not actually like the payoff you want for the wall deck. No, it's, it's like not. Wing Mantle Chaplain and then the freaking like one three um the the uncommon that's actually just good on its own that turns that allows you to attack um
1: oh yeah the uh the walking uh, bastion
0: or whatever yeah um bulwark whatever bulwark and then like the tappers and all that kind of stuff so that kind of makes sense because especially because if this is like about the card being in the main deck that one's basically almost always being played if someone has a wing mantle chaplain in their deck Mm -hmm. and so that's why it's like if that deck's going to be in it's going to be in this it's it's not like a card that can be like in any deck even right. the bad ones like that card's going in because they want to find this specific card that's actually like really really good
1: <laughs> and that's why i was saying when, when we talk about the stats on here it's not mm-hmm. just that blanket because again then so that we have destroy evil at five Talarian geyser at six and then right behind it is clockwork drawbridge now i don't think clockwork drawbridge is leading to wins but it's probably in the decks that need the drawbridge and it does i mean it does you know lock down their best thing sometimes allows you to get an attack in like it actually does a lot of work but at so high at number seven i think is a testament to what you're saying which is it's in the best deck and so it's going to be there um it's like saying like you know if you have Michael Jordan, LeBron James, you're going to have that, that one player that always follows him around. Is it him? Or is it just because he's really comfortable with him and he keeps doing his thing. So, um, so I won't go through the whole list, but uh, that was definitely interesting. I I will say what I'm really surprised is on what is this? number eight is citizens arrest. I was really low on this card, but it could just be me and, and, and my whole outlook on it, especially since destroy evil became so relevant um i think that was just asking for someone to blow you out a lot of times so uh, i'm surprised it was that high but again that could also be just the deck that's been played in um yeah so uh so definitely interesting to see the top cards i'm curious to see since i'm on here let's just see what the best archetypes were if i could find this uh and
0: to our listeners it should just be stated that obviously mary is outrider zero (laughs) it transcends the list Oh my god! Although, if we're being if we're being like super serious, that card's like probably like, like peaked really early because mm-hmm. everyone could get so many of them, and it's just obviously just like daisy chaining those is just gonna win pretty quickly, and then it's like all right, and now everybody's trying to grab them, and now okay, <laughs> now nah, you aren't getting the density that you once had. So if we go here to the color archetypes, I'm not
1: gonna lie, I haven't I haven't done much with this so i'm going to have to try to who there are so many splashes here look at the groupings there isn't anything that i can see that's a runaway uh however I'll, so this this is not surprising to me so this is the clear-cut best um mono white plus a splash is sitting at uh, actually i'll ask you is it over or under 60 percent?
0: over okay
1: uh is it over under 61 percent?
0: i'm gonna go 63
1: so it's a little high 61.2 so it's it's right about mm-hmm. there with the next one being <laughs> oh sorry this is <laughs> with the next one being <laughs> mono white at 59.5 percent. so clearly <laughs> clearly white was just a really good color which again not surprised considering what it does um But yeah, that mono white splash um, being so high makes a lot of sense because I was running a lot of red um, or sorry, a lot of white X with probably red in the beginning and then it deferred to black later on. Uh, I'm curious then what would be the next best color with the quote unquote splash.
0: Red splashing everything for Mary's Outrider uh it's it's actually
1: the third best that's pretty yeah third best that's pretty good so so what other color beats it and now it's at 56.6 by the way
0: wait so you said oh wait so we're going by color now it's just the breakdown of the list yeah, yeah. uh because i was like one because i thought you said mono white splash or splash white then all right okay i got you now yeah um um is it green it's, it's
1: green. green yeah green edged, edged out by uh what is it two tenths of a not two tenths whatever the hell you want to call it it's hundreds, hundreds hundredths, whatever two tenths Yeah, you know, two tenths right 56.8 to 56.6 yeah so yeah,
0: that's
1: uh, i was right uh so anyways uh yeah that doesn't make or that's not that shocking either because of the the domain stuff that was going on um access to a lot of power level uh, different power levels uh the the lowest is blue uh at 51.9 followed behind or with the next one up being mono black at 52.6 kind of not surprised there um it's funny tree posted his list and that's why i had asked him if uh you know what his sideboard was uh there, I think there were some, some choices to be made, but I, I didn't want to kind of deflate him when he was like, this should be an automatic five win because black has not been performing as well as it was f- for me, or at least what I thought it would be in the beginning. And I think it makes sense now to me, why they kind of push it that way, because like lugmos and, and, uh, um, uh, Garna. Garna are so powerful, um, so i think they made those cards to compensate for it because looking at the rest of the cards like they're not bad cards they're just not getting there uh, is what i found with black and especially with blue blue is the same thing like, it's a great support color but beyond that you can't be your main color because uh, it's just not pushing damage through enough like it, it's got a lot of protection and reactive but you need something to be on the offensive and then draw out your shore ups your negates which by the way negate has really climbed on my list it's not like i need 10 of them but a one of uh is pretty good and and a lot of people uh, i've seen are just like well i mean you just play shore up it's like well there are these really edge case scenarios where it's actually better to have a shore up and the negate, and then you get to pick and choose because if they're going to land a planeswalker or just something that doesn't isn't targeting something and i can't think of the ideas right now but like her migrations is a great example sagas. yeah sagas thank you like things like that like that's what you want so um negate is really climbed on that list as well um i guess i'm gonna take a look real quick at the uh two color uh this doesn't have a sp- oh, well there is a splash one too. sure so sure. well, i'll just go with the top two for each one so uh top two guilds micah what do you got boros Yep, it's number one,
0: 61.1. Um, then I'll go Selesnia.
1: You're looking at the list, aren't you? No. Oh, well, that's pretty good then. What? Um, oh,
0: hear me out. If white was the strongest color.
1: Uh-huh. Paired with and the green. And then we go red. Yeah, 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 and then red.
0: Yeah. Um, that's good. That's, no, that's well, good. I think. Well, I think it's like, cause, well, obviously because it's like green edged up red in terms of like the mono colors. Mm. However, I feel like the red, white, uh, that had the most oper- more obvious synergy hmm, Gotcha. so that's why like that one's probably above it so
1: yeah well that's exactly right <sighs> excuse me we had 61.1 percent for boros followed by Selesny at 59.4 but of course right behind it is orzov at 59.3 which isn't a shock to me there i will say though that the uh let's see what is this wins huh. so this is funny though selesney has a higher percentage however the win rate so Selesnya is not really play that high. There's almost 20,000 wins, uh, with sorry, yeah, 20,000 out of what was this, uh, 33,000 games played right with the Orzov. Selesnya only has 2,800 out of 4,700, so a lot less played into, um, but edges out on the wind that could also be if we're looking at that that could also be people just don't expect selesnia that much and so it kind of comes out of nowhere and that makes sense too because a lot of times you have the um the one that makes like an extra token and it's really big and well, then you can you can like do something you know you can just get a bunch the, of damage in
0: the payoff for selesnia in terms of like the multicolored spells just really isn't there either right
1: that's what i'm saying like like like,
0: like or like Orzhov, you sit you see a lot uh core and you're like okay let's go
1: right yeah that one you have to be more of a visionary and you'll take things like a coalition coalition something it's like it mm. if you kick it it gives like a two one and two encounters to your team uh so that that's that's understandable there
0: i think it's also whether or not you open king darien
1: <laughs> that could also be the case because that's definitely a push to get into that mm.
0: archetype so uh is it even
1: worth this one so if we look at the splashes now do, 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 do. NAS where I was gonna ask you again, although okay, so top with the first one's Boros with a splash at 58.4, uh followed by uh where was I at? Yeah, Orzov with a splash at 57.7. This is an interesting one. What's the third one? The third uh guild with a splash
0: Hmm. I, part of me wants to say Gruul, but I don't know why. So, wait, you said it was Boros one, then Orzov? Oh, excuse me. I
1: <laughs> actually made a mistake. Sorry. Boros at 58.4. Gruul actually was number two. I didn't see this. Uh, 58.2 with the splash. Uh, so then we had Orzov. I'll go ahead and tell you this one. Or, uh, Azorius, which. Play, which was about right um i felt like having the um the combo of the rough capuchin and the bird um and then usually splashing a red was pretty prominent and really good there so um huh gruel what okay curious what made you uh, tap into gruel of anything anything in there in particular
0: domain makes you more inclined to, to splash
1: sure yeah i can get with that
0: more more domain cards means you're probably have um, uh, just naturally have access to more colors so it's like or I'll splash
1: yeah that's interesting because if i'm going to do domain i'm thinking i'm more of the simic and splashing the red but here what are you taking in that case so you're probably going something like
0: oh come on you know what i'm taking
1: well besides the outriders that's fair oh you know what also something else i think about excuse me so if you get if you get the uh, seven seven that gains you five life i did have a deck like that where it was pretty it was probably 50 50 on the blue and red but i was running multiple colossal growths um and that's just a big hit also the weather seed treaty so if you're running the lands mm-hmm. and like giving it the something else like trample on a plus one plus one buff was pretty big so i could see that too um let's see now i think where it gets uh, yeah where it's a lot by the way these were all pretty close um when you started talking about the guilds uh all hovering above the 55 percent and the cap being 58 uh same thing with the tricolors all within like a percent in fact this is the tightest grouping with mardu being the worst um but everything else in a tighter grouping uh, which is very interesting to me that the mardu which has like the access to the best commons and un, or sorry the best uh uncommons but I wonder if that's because, and this is where I was talking to you about this. Garna really made things awkward. Like for some reason that double red was a lot harder to do than anything else. But I think it's because there, as you're shaking your head, I'm sure we're going to land on the same thing was mm-hmm. your color fixing had to be the lands. Another card, by the way, that I wanted to shout out was uh, of course I'm forgetting the name of it, but was the, the uh, two mana artifact one, three in it filters, um, a c- a color mana for you, mana, something, uh, those were like your access to fixing. And so if you're running that, you definitely salvage yeah, mana worker. Yeah. Salvage mana worker. Great card, by the way. In fact, that is what allowed my, my legends deck to really get there was along with all the lands that I drafted was just like having that salvage worker be able to fix the mana was really good. Um, but if you're putting that in an aggressive deck, it's just not going to get there. Um, and so I think for all those reasons, that's why the Mardu suffered the most. Um, it also had the, a very low play rate, which is so I guess people recognize that but tried it anyway when they thought they had the nuts because it only had out of 6k, it only had 3,200 uh wins. So not very many games played with uh with that in there. Um, so yeah, um, I think overall, um, this was a balanced format i guess let's go and get into uh our, our final thoughts as far as like what we thought um so thoughts on this um you found it i the the data speaks for itself but did you find it pretty balanced was there anything that you felt just you couldn't beat or anything or, or overall was this a the a very good popper balance set
0: i i would say so like and ne- i never felt like when i was like getting pushed into an archetype through the draft that I was like, Oh no, mm-hmm. not, not because not, like everything's like, we naturally compare it to the previous experience where it's like new Capanna, it's Like you wanted to be blue, either banter Esper. And if you weren't in that, you were kind of disappointed because right. you, because you, cause you knew five sure that that was the absolute best. Like, but I'm actually curious to not to go into it right now, but uh, what those numbers would have been uh, for that format, mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, especially when you compare it to that, it's like, okay, this feels good. Um, but I naturally end up, especially for a lot of mine, just naturally just, um, getting a bit greedy. Actually, I can go back and look at it and see. Like, how many times did I play um, less than three colors? Um, let's see. Uh Oh shoot! My first deck was only two colors, so that's, a, that's a good start. Three, 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 five, two. Oh, we're up to two. Three, 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 five, four. Three, 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 five. Three, three, three. Okay, I did it three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, like I'm not the best in terms of like just like the proper two color things. Sure. Um, but um, I enjoyed it, and I'm like I I never felt like. Like disap, like really disappointed. Like, oh, because not sometimes you're like, oh, this deck isn't as good as this one I drafted previously. Sure, but it was never like, oh, this deck is just absolutely out of it. Yeah, I never really felt that.
1: Yeah, I don't think I really felt like that either, and I don't think I was punished much. Like, I think, and that's where I guess going back to what you were asking earlier, I think that's maybe the difference between like the skill drafter and the newbie is. I could pull myself into something. In fact, there's a lot of times when just drafting a paper and I'm like, uh, we were drafting our decks. It's like, Oh, this is not coming together. And then all of a sudden rip, rip, rip. And I was like, okay, I, I pulled it together. I found the lane. It was kind of hard, but I had to, I had to trust that to get there. Um, so that might be the difference, but yeah, I agree. Very enjoyable set. I'm super annoyed again, just the league situation in arena. Um, this is much better, but I think this is in most cases, much better to play in paper than it is on league because you're not running against like the best decks all the time. And I also just think it matches you like with the same decks you're playing against. Like, I don't know how many times I played a black white deck and I'm playing a black white deck or, or white red or just something that was like very comparable. Um, so that's a little annoying too. Um, I would like to have seen, uh, like the differences of like decks coming together. Cause I'm pretty sure like that red, blue deck has <laughs> super salty as you can tell. Um, I think that just like beats the pants off of like almost all decks. Like it was so aggressive. So tempo just it had all the good stuff. Um, let me backtrack real quick. Cause I'm a dingus here. I forgot to just look at the, we're just going to do the top five uh, uncommons uh, real quick. And so um, how many of those are, we'll just go. Yeah. We'll just do strict white first in the uncommons. Two good that's exactly it and then uh if it was with a splash how many or act three? another. yep three so would you I guess the three cards uh yes but and go ahead and give me the ranks when you tell me it
0: so i want to say the, the phyrexia missionary wing mantle champlain Knight of lights dawn beautiful
1: beautiful beautiful so give me the um, rank.
0: Shoot. Wing Mantle Chaplain 1. Perfect. Oh, shoot. Phyrexian Missionary 2? Nope. Dang it! Night of, Night of Lights Dawn, then. And- uh
1: no 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 uh sorry yeah 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 ranking the list oh
0: i thought you meant like between those three cards oh well
1: that well if you did it that way then yes that was correct now and so chaplain chaplain is strictly number uh, one
0: so where so where does uh first missionary fall between two three or four correct three yep right, I had a 50-50 after it wasn't Mm too. And then, uh, so then uh, Night Lights was either four or five. We'll go five.
1: It was number four. So we had... That's going to be my next guess. So Chaplin with a almost 60%. It's a 59.8. Number two is Nishoba Brawler. Not surprised at all, to be honest. Uh, But I never got to see that many... uh, I never got to... Excuse me. I never got to play with a lot, but I definitely got my butt pounded with uh, a ton of those. I was... That card is really strong Phyrexian missionary played with a lot of this card at a fifty eight point six uh night of dawn's lights uh fifty eight point six and at number five I'm super happy about this card because I love this card the the Seed treaty uh with a fifty eight point three I loved uh ramping a land and usually getting in for you know a minimum f- like four damage um which is the pump up my sapling really good stuff there really surprising i'll just go ahead and name number six micromancer that's uh that's an interesting one to me
0: all um, right it can get shore up mm-hmm. rona's vortex mm-hmm. kavu whatever flowstone whatever Gaia's
1: Might. yeah i guess there are some things i just i, I never valued it that high um mm-hmm. so i am yeah Especially
0: because like guys might get them when they don't see it coming. And
1: it has a really high pick. So it's like, well, let me see. Let me see how this reads. So number picked. I guess that's exactly what it says. That's at 33,000 compared to like the Weather Seed Treaty at 25. I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Um, average taken 4.3. I don't know if it's in the pack, I'm assuming. Um, Probably. Yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's seen very high, played very high. Wow, this card is doing a little more work, but maybe I should delve into that with my last few drafts and see if uh, we can get there. And then we'll just go ahead and, for funsies here. Let's go to the rares and see what was the top dog here. Um, <laughs> this, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. Actually, uh, maybe number four, I'm surprised that. This is including
0: I, mythics? This is just rares. Okay, so then our award winner of uh, Shieldred isn't get is gonna be in here.
1: Correct. Of course I will tell you we will find Shieldred and I will tell you what it actually landed at. You want me to just go ahead and read the list on this one?
0: Yeah, this is gonna be too hard. <laughs> sure.
1: So number one, uh, Archangel of Wrath. Kind of not surprised there uh squee dubious monarch a little surprise only because uh i'm just surprised it's that high at number two like i could see this as like a four or five but uh still uh aggressive generally went out number three is a little interesting uh guardian of new bonalia um yes it has indestructible and it and it does a lot of things for like the enlist it gets enlisted but uh still pretty pretty high at 59.5 this one was kind of surprising although i did say board sweepers were a thing elder ward uh, the Elder Dragon War uh, was number four
0: at fifty nine. It's okay. a sweeper that also makes a four four dragon. It does, <laughs> it does. Don't get
1: me wrong, it, but it just there were times where it. No, actually, no. I take that back. I guess it really does have modes in all places because I did always I could always get my opponents to like block, thinking that I had the pump spell, and then I would just clean them out with the uh, the removal. So yeah, actually, that's pretty good. And then number five, the card that I really like was Herd Migration. So I'm glad it was in the top five at a fifty eight point nine. Um, none
0: of the defilers interesting none of the defilers
1: although i'm not that surprised because i think the trap with the defilers was you had to look at the card as a standalone card and if you got value from it great but if you didn't i don't think you were supposed to go in on like let me see how monocolor permanent i can be because i think that would draw unless you were in white that would draw you into this a uh, sub level of power level of cards that like the continuity was about mixing in the colors or at least having access to them. That really tried to say, Hey, we're gonna go one color and focus on it. I just think that was a trap a lot of times.
0: I just like, every time I played Defiler or Vigor, it was like, All right, here's a colossal dread mod that comes down a turn early, and then if you play like any sort of creatures, it just pumps your team on the next turn. Was, I don't know. Uh, I just found that a bit interesting. I mean, obviously, not all of them are going to be the same, but yeah, but yeah. Archangel of Wrath, number one. That totally makes sense.
1: Oh, I didn't even see this. This is so. I'm. I'm already looking at the mythics. uh hmm, hmm, hmm. Hold on a second. I'm curious here. Okay, so, huh, so we <laughs> we're not far off. Uh, so let me go ahead and say this. So at, at number one, we did get it right with Shieldred at number one. um, with a 60.5% win percentage. However, there's another stat here that I hadn't talked about, and I'll get to this one, because this really kind of pushes how good this card is. But anyways, go to number two was Sarah Paragon at 59.9%. Sphinx of Clear Skies, 59.2. Shivan Devastator at 57.9. Uh, this one's kind of surprising, um, just because I hadn't seen it that much, but Writh Liberated Primeval at 57.4%. So this is a stat I hadn't brought up. This is uh <laughs> opening win rate and opening hand. Shouldered had a 68% win in Almost hand. Almost nice. Oh, yeah. That that is nuts. And I went through I cycled through the other rarities just to see. Nothing came close to that. So shouldered was if it was in your hand, was nuts. Um that's that's crazy to me that i mean that's i mean that's how powerful that card is and to be fair like yeah like i i know i've beaten Shieldred, but that doesn't mean that it's not a good card i just it probably have the right circumstances is uh,
0: it beating it or is you just remove it whenever they played it
1: i think that's part of it it's true right because there's a difference and i think that's what it was is i was tempting my opponents or removing it versus if it stuck any time like i think on one mm-hmm. turn cycle if they it's funny if it got back to them i think that's when i lost because it was like they took two damage from me and they gained life it was like oh it's really backbreaking especially in my aggressive decks so uh that's uh that's pretty impressive i, I must admit mm-hmm. but then of course right behind it is the sphinx of the clear size uh, clear skies with a 65 like that makes total sense that thing was also mm-hmm. nuts um Yeah, so I wanted just to kind of go back and look at uh, those. So that's cool. So the team got it right for Shieldred. That's awesome. I'm glad that most of us
0: fifty dollar card. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Exactly.
1: Not fifty bucks for a reason, right? Um. So um, yeah, so we talked about what we thought our thoughts were. Um, how the formats played out overall. Um, am I missing anything as far as our our? i guess we could rank it. Did you want to rank it and just like?
0: I'd say let's give it a a a letter grade. Okay, letter grade. We'll we'll rank it along with the previous two standard sets of this year <laughs> or should
1: we really because one of them doesn't even Capenna
0: doesn't count <laughs> like, okay it's funny because there's gonna be a delta because i'll start off sure. i'm gonna give it a b plus sure like it was like really good uh i don't think it was like this time where it's like i felt like i i, I want to go out of my way to draft it mm-hmm. um like because coming was an a plus mm. uh did we actually do letter grades on that is where's our spreadsheet? is it was it was under like side sheets or something I don't think so um, um but maybe we do. um but either way um and like capena was like d like I wouldn't call it a failure but it was just like wasn't like you did it a few times and then you're like okay
1: um oh we did so actually uh well <laughs> you're the only one i don't know what we did with this list here but apparently you gave it an a last time and i didn't give it a grade i don't know why
0: what which, which tab is that on my on the side
1: list Costa. And if you oh I, it's weird it's like it didn't get completed um well i take back my a and it's getting an a plus um <laughs> I'll make a new I'll make a new one here and I'll I'll put in here. Actually, you know while you're talking, so go ahead and.
0: uh, But uh, so yeah, uh, it's it's good. I'd say borderline. Like it was borderline getting into the A range. Um, I just feel like some people when they say it's like they're kind of very um, willy nilly. It's like for me, I feel like if something's gonna be say like all right, that was A. That was like premium content. um, That. But do I? Do uh? I don't know. But I'm going B plus. Very very good. Um, uh, I th- I'm trying to think of like what like previous sets I would compare it to. Like uh, if like if I go back, like I-, I think Kaldheim was better. I think Afr was really? better. Thought, like, those okay. Are like, okay. Those were in the like the low A's for me. Well, A like High was like an a minus. Afr was like an A, and then like kamigawa being a plus and so like i think it's like borderline right there with like call time for me like um Time was the first time i got to play with snowlands so you know for um him. but uh and so that's why i think i put it there and so i feel like the like we said like ranking up, it's like it's it's like pretty much obvious it's going to be um kamigawa this and then Capenna. However, I did I, I don't know actually did I mention it to you? I was like I was like for like one episode. Oh I no yeah. This is after we do like run it back for like Brothers War, possibly even like this like a send off episode for Brothers War, go back and do a tier list for each of the draft sets that we've talked about yeah, since we started doing the podcast. That. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a real interesting project to do.
1: So would you give uh Streets of New
0: d so you give that a d and sorry
1: and you gave b plus here so mm-hmm. i so for me uh i'll yeah a plus for Kamagawa, c for streets and i gave dominaria an a um this is a set that i will go out of my way to play again and i think it's very easy to what i like about the set and why i think it deserves an a is because it's very easy to open this up and get back into it not knowing um like you know when you recall old sets and you're like okay the set was great but what was the archetype that made it a big deal like streets of nikapena is one of those where i actually think that it actually has some replayability if you if you're playing with people who don't know the archetypes because of this multicolor getting into multiple things but because people know it, it it actually doesn't have a high replayability whereas dominar united there's nothing that's like this was the meta um, and so you can do a bunch of things. So I think between that, the, uh, how balanced the set was, uh, the only thing that's really not pushing it above and beyond is, um, it's funny. You, you do, I feel like you do need bombs to make it exciting. And I think that's what it's lacking. Just a little bit of that excitement of like, Oh, I opened this. And so this is like my bomb for the set. And Kamagawa had that. It wasn't as clear cut. Um, a lot of times you did need, uh it it was more about the deck you drafted but uh it still had those bombs like if you're any of the dragons basically that you open or some of the sagas or whatever um but i think Dominator was a clear cut a for me um i definitely and of course i love the inspiration for my chromatic cube what this did um and actually that's why i like streets at least that's why i'm giving it a c is because the treasures really add i'm curious how treasures would have played out in this set because it would have made it i think too accessible to play all colors even though we we think and say that it's you know you're playing all the colors now i think treasures would have just taken that to the next level um but uh yeah dominaria gets a pretty solid a for me um anything else that we're missing from uh, our little send-off
0: i don't think so that was uh i I really enjoyed that discussion that was good yeah yeah it was very uh you know we we did some analysis
1: and uh whatnot uh before we before we go because i will not have any uh i'm not going to do any i haven't done any finance in a while i need to get back into it i've just been like you buying cards here and there but with no spec or or anything like that but really quick um over our time away um Did you ever see what I posted in the juniors discord about the Phyrexia all is one, all will be one leaks by any chance?
0: I did not see that.
1: So if you go to, you can just go to uh, mythic spoiler and go to newest sets and it's not that far down. Uh, We're looking at October 14th.
0: Just one moment. Mm. Let me take a look. See. Newest spoilers, October fourth. What the heck is this death right shaman here?
1: Oh yes,
0: oh, uh, we got the completion. Uh, we'll yeah,
1: we we can we can move up the ladder from there. Do <laughs> um, you see it now? The
0: Frexin. dancer. Yeah. Mirror so, Convert.
1: So we this I don't think this has been confirmed yet. However, these do look highly real uh, real cards. Like uh I think the plausibility that these are real cards uh are pretty high. Um so we got some leaks. Um and this is not for Brothers War. This is actually the set after. So we got some really early leaks. Um, but the thing I want to talk about here was uh something that I think you may have said to me um or or someone did but uh poison counters they are going to be a thing apparently um so i'm pretty pretty excited about that um just again this is probably old news to people that uh listen to other podcasts and whatnot but i'll go ahead and bring it up so we have Sinew dancer it's a one mana one one phyrexian soldier um it has three and a white tap it to tap tart creature but then it has the new mechanic corrupted. So for one and a white, instead, tap target creature. You can only activate this ability if the opponent has uh, three or more poison counters. So I don't know how prevalent they're going to be, but apparently just a threshold of poison counters are going to enable mechanics, or at least the mechanic of this card. Uh, any thoughts on on that? I, I'm pretty excited to see poison come back
0: finally get to do something with old Finn the fang bear mm-hmm. um i'm interested because like on one of the cards they use the keyword toxic mm-hmm. one all right so what's gonna be the difference between that and poison yeah or um because in fact it's just basically equal to its power correct and so there's like the, the oh that's, a, a-
1: that's what it's gonna probably I, I wonder if it's gonna be that so kind of back to the the sliver mechanic where if it deals damage I wonder if that's one poison counter that will be given
0: mm-hmm. so it, so it, it both so it's kind of like the like midway point mm-hmm. where it does like it doesn't equal to power does it doesn't do top, it still also still does the damage mm-hmm. um so that's probably right there, we're also seeing stuff like oil counters mm-hmm. um I like the if this is gonna be like the showcase that's pretty pretty cool yeah so the, for those that haven't looked at the the leaks
1: or don't know about this they uh they're kind of glittered on poison counters and so i'm i wonder if uh it's just going to be just the phyrexian uh showcase or if we'll have like a you know coalition showcase or, or whatever something of the sort uh cool reprint thrumming bird cool to see that card back in that definitely tells me that poison or at least proliferate will be a thing um so that's pretty awesome i will say that the sinew dancer uh just the art on that looks so good uh i think i don't know just i really love that style uh especially on this card and of course because it's in black and white it it makes it look that much better but um just want to touch on that if uh since we hadn't talked about it we did get a couple of um spoilers for the jumpstart 2022 now this is not the jumpstarts that we get uh, with each new set. This is the kind of like the original jumpstart. Um, uh, so we'll probably have some some decent cards come in. Kiki Jiki is one of the cards in a new art. Uh, so that's a reprint, but we have Arda's Cobbler of War. That's one in a red for a 1-1 Goblin Shaman with haste when uh ardaz or another creature enters the battlefield under control that creature gets two oh until end of turn and you can pay three in a red to create a one one goblin creature with haste and you can only activate that as a sorcery speed pretty neat little addition to commander i don't think it'll be anything as far as um actually i don't think this can even be played in uh, modern so that's nothing there um Really nice art on this cold steel heart. Uh, that's an also that's a reprint as well, but uh, it almost looks like I don't even know who the the artist is. I can't tell, but this looks like a Japanese inspired, honestly. And that, that seems pretty neat. And then we have Isu the dominable. So this is a five mana, three blue blue for a five five legendary snow creature Yeti. So apparently snow is going to be relevant. Uh, I'm interested to see how they're going to make that work in a jumpstart set so we'll we'll definitely have to see um i'm curious because now i'm curating my own jumpstart packs but uh you may look at the top card of your library anytime you may play snowlands and cast snow spells from the top of your library whenever you uh whenever another Snow permanent enters the battlefield under control you may pay a green blue or a white uh if you do put a plus one plus one counter on the Isu, the undomitable so uh pretty pretty neat stuff there any uh comments that you liked uh call time Are you interested in any of the snow stuff that we might be getting with the jump start uh, I'll, I'll need to see more <laughs> Yeah, more. yeah fair enough fair enough did you like was call time an attraction to you because of the snow or was it just because of how it played out
0: i just like the lands but more so i like the how it played out I, it was i just found it very fun i like that kind of themed set gotcha but i like i dug i dug it's chilly Fair enough. Fair enough. So what
1: I'll do is since I don't have, um, I I don't have a quick pick, I'm actually going to make this last part a finance part and we're just briefly go over the secret layer stuff. Uh, well, the one secret layer, which is this secret layer 30th anniversary countdown kit, Um, I believe last time we talked, I think we did talk about this. I, I know I, I actually, I'm almost sure I did because uh, mm. I was really giddy over the shark typhoon uh, in this, a, I don't know, movie poster, old school style um, uh, showcase art really awesome. I'm not going to go over all the cards. I will just tell you from a finance perspective So this is, I believe, $125 um, for a 30-card set. It is a limited print run, but we don't know the limit to this. I'd imagine 30,000 copies of this. The only reason why I say that, because it's the 30th edition, (laughs) and it's not going to be 300. I doubt it's going to be 3,000, although that could be the the number there. But we're we're probably looking at, like, 3,000 to 30,000 copies of this. With that being said... The 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 biggest hitters are that shark typhoon. Um the emery I think is gonna be one of those heavy hitters in here. Um heritage, Chrome mox Chromox yeah, I hadn't got there, but yep, Chromox is gonna oh. be one heritage druid, nec uh necropotence, necropotence, um and limdu's vault. Now let me let me turn back here. Limdu's vault and emery are going to be very expensive in foil um, especially limb Duel because we haven't had a foil copy of this Chromox is going to be the thing that carries it along with the necroponents but i don't know to what extent all that being said out of the 30 cards i'm actually not seeing the value in here as far as a direct, I mean, you'll get the value directly. Like Chromox is probably like 50 bucks, 50 to $70, something like that. So you're going to get the value right away from there. Um, I don't think the value is there in the cards as far as a direct buy. However, I think this is a pretty easy buy. Um, I'm probably going to buy this. I know when I had told you about this, yeah, that's right. You said that you're probably interested in buying this. Um, this is a good, uh Store and stash kind of thing because the art on these cards are really good. The card selection, albeit aren't the greatest, are still pretty good. You have little little treats like Siege Rhino, Arc Light Phoenix, um, Birthing Pod, which we had talked about last time. Heritage Druid, which is you know probably going to get there sneakily. I think the the uncommon or sorry the non foils are going to be the thing. Um, even squee like the the squee card that's just a, a big commander staple um smokestack is not <laughs> as is not going to get up there unfortunately because that's just a salty card i don't think commander really pushes that but overall i think this is a pretty good buy um especially with it being a lim- limited print run so uh that's kind of my quote-unquote finance uh segment was there anything you wanted to add any other cards you saw that were pretty neat
0: Nah, it's like I started going through. And I was like, "Dang, they they really did front load this, didn't they?"
1: They did. They. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly not that surprised. Um, I, like I said, there are some sneaky stuff here, like Lim-Dual's Vol, I think that'll. I think in foil, mm-hmm. if you can get it, that's the other thing too. By the way, you only get you only guaranteed one or two foils, something like that, out of this entire set. So, I mean, you could get that you know or you could get something like like wild mongrel roll that's like gonna be worth nothing so i th- i think that's something to keep in mind as well but uh, yeah they, they front loaded the hell out of it for sure
0: all right i think that'll do it yeah anything else you want to talk about
1: as always, we encourage you, uh, if you're going to spend your money on magic cards, spend it at your LGS. Uh, and while you're doing that, you can go spend a uh, junior's comics and cards located on Slaughter and Manchak where we, well, I frequent a lot. So does Mr. Micah when he is available. Um, we will be having a pre-release soon. It'll be a close, not close event, but 20 cap or whatever. But, you know, come in beforehand, come say hi to us, spend the money there. But uh, if you're not there and you're in Bastrop, uh forceful gaming still there still doing great uh they're looking at their december convention so if you have any interest there and want to sell some cards just go buy cards uh check out them on facebook i believe it's like december 11th or something like that that's when that'll be going on um or you can pull a mica and you know you want to order some cards you can order from alpha strike right we'll we'll just pretend Mm -hmm. you actually did yep he ordered some Mm -hmm. cards from alpha strike got them shipped in. how did that come out by the way since i'm you know hawking the, the stuff
0: Ordered them on Saturday. They arrived on
1: Wednesday. Okay. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Were you pretty happy with the quality? They get the order right? Mm -hmm. Hey, everything I've been saying. So look at that. Was the, were they competitively priced? Were you happy with the price on them?
0: Yes, they were very competitively priced. I would say. Yeah, there you go. See, they weren't free.
1: You know, everyone was free, but they were competitively priced. So yeah, check them out. If, uh, especially as we get closer to the new sets, they, they do have a good supply of stuff and usually on release day, they already have quite a few cards on release day. So uh, that is it for the 90th we didn't even bring this up but the 90th episode uh you brought it up but like we didn't make a big hurrah about it but we're 90 episodes in we're getting close to that big 100 well we're kind of brainstorming some things uh maybe we'll, we'll throw a game in there for old time's sake but uh that'll do it micah take us home
0: Yes. What did you think about what we talked about this week? What are your final thoughts on Dominary United, the multiverse's favorite soccer team? Let us know on Twitter at Pod or on Facebook at mtgontappodcast. If you have any ideas for stuff you'd like us to talk about, shoot us an email untapped mailbag at gmail.com. If you please subscribe to the podcast rate and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. We would very much appreciate it. But yes, that will do it for this, the 90th edition of the MTG untapped podcast. I have been the Micah. He has been Costa. We will talk to y'all sometime. Uh, this is going to be going up on Thursday because there's going to be a brother's war reveal stream with lots of new cards coming on release day for this podcast so yeah we'll probably talk about that pretty soon and look forward to that see you next time bye goal